convenient there. I'm hungry. This car smells weird. Y'all know me. Know how I earn a living. You must unlearn what you have learned. You are right. You look a wee bit shaky. I can't breathe. Yes, I'm. I'm a bit nervous myself. Gosh, not again. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. We live or we die by the clock. We never turn our back on it. And we never, ever allow ourselves the sin of losing track of time. I don't want to tell you something about time. My time is worth money, and I don't think you make that kind of money to pay me for my time. Only a true friend would be that truly apt. Okay, Michael. Regular or extra crispy? Hey, top of the morning to you. I believe that today I would like original. I've always been a fan of the original recipe at KFC. Original or extra crispy? Tom Lee Jones, what movie was that from? Wasn't that from one of the, uh, or from the U.S. Marshall movie? A lot of people think there was two U.S. Marshall movies. Kind of was, but the first one was, uh, uh, what was that? Harrison Ford played the guy, the doctor that had, been accused of killing his wife. He he uh, escaped. No, I don't remember what that was. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. How are you doing today? It is Wednesday, April 22nd. The uh, coronavirus continues. And life as we know it just gets dumber and dumber and dumber. And you know, politicians need to shut up and get out of the way. And that's what all these protests are about. You know, you see these protests all over the country. People going out. Protesting the uh, stupidness of what these politicians are doing. A lot of them. Not every one of them. You know, I thank God I live in Arkansas. My governor seems to uh, so far have a... uh, common sense type head on his shoulders unlike Governor Mommy up there in uh, Michigan I wish I could I'm sure there's some place on the internet that lists all the uh, stupidness going on you know like uh, that governor up there in uh, Michigan's making her people do even out there in California I mean, I get it. You know, you you can't say, okay, you can go out and do this, but you can't. You know, what I'm getting at, uh, California, the beaches, you know, they're pretty much shut down. What I understand, you you know, I heard the argument, hey, you know, I'm in my uh, raft, my uh, whatever it is out there in the uh, water, you know, rowing around by myself, not hurting anyone, not coming into contact with anyone. Why am I getting... Tickets. Why is it illegal for me to do this? Well, I get it, kind of. Now, I mean, yeah, you pose no threat, but uh, if you open it up to everybody doing it, then there's going to be crowds, and where there's going to be crowds, there's going to be contact, and where there's contact, there is the potential of spreading the virus. So, yeah, I kind of get that. All right, kind of get that. But, you know, the other thing, I I really don't get why people can't take their boat out into the lake. You know, I've heard that. I can't remember what state it was, but uh, I've heard that, and I don't know. Yeah, okay, there's a town that fills a skate park with sand to keep people out. 
I got to read this. It, it goes all wrong, but it backfires. This story just came up. California officials who closed a popular skate park and filled it with 37 tons of sand in hopes of keeping residents away during the coronavirus outbreak have inadvertently turned the recreational site into a dirt biker's paradise. <laughs> so you got rid of one, you got the other. It was stupid to fill it up anyway. I mean, seriously, what are you thinking? You know, but anyway, what are you going to do? You know, we got people out here thinking they're doing the right thing. And, and honestly, except for that lady up in Michigan, that governor in Michigan, might be some others I'm missing along the way. I think everyone's trying to do the right thing. At least I hope so. Nancy Pelosi and some of the Democrats excluded, though. They finally got that $484 billion additional coronavirus aid passed. And they're saying it might be 48 hours. Maybe I'm misunderstanding because uh, one article I'm reading here, it says it should uh, uh, be a house vote on that as soon as tomorrow. Maybe that's the uh, 48 hours that we're talking about because this passed yesterday. But uh, I heard somebody say something about the money making it out to people's hands within 48 hours. And I thought, huh, sure. Sure. You know, you, you ask around. Ask, ask. Okay, people are getting their stimulus checks. I, I've seen that. But I've yet to find anybody that's got an EIDL payment or a PPP payment. You know, that one company out there, I forget the uh, restaurant. Who was it? Gave their $10 million back. I'm sure it's in here somewhere. Let me see if I can find it someplace. But uh, I keep on wanting to say, say steak and shake, but I know it's not steak and shake. But anyway, they gave their $10 million back. And, uh, and uh, you know, originally it sounded like, hey, they're being a good corporate citizen. But uh, what I've seen the headline about it, but I can't find it now. But anyway, it turns out that no... Uh, sounds like they gave it back because of the stipulations in the loan that uh, what they could, couldn't do or something like that. Now they said, no, it's not worth it. Not worth it. I mean, we'd be stupid to take that money. So we'll, we'll see. We will see. But I've yet to find anybody that's really got a payment yet, EIDL. I, I saw an article about Trump telling Harvard, the uh, school, to give their money back. They didn't need it. It's just supposed to be for small businesses. Well, folks... I don't know of any small businesses that have uh, received anything yet. And I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just looking in the wrong place, and hopefully, hopefully I am. But anyway, we'll see. But uh, I know this uh, bill's been blocked for two weeks. Two weeks. Ran out of money two weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, two weeks. We had to watch Nancy Pelosi talk about her favorite chocolate ice cream while the rest of the country was... Hoping to get a piece of bread. I don't know. This is all going to play out in November, that's for sure. I expect there'll be a lot of changes come November and a lot of political stuff between now and, uh, November as well. And that's, that's what's sad about all of this, I believe, is that there are a lot of politicians out there using this as uh, leverage for their own benefit. <laughs> Why would that surprise anybody? I mean, why else change anything? There's a Shark Tank star, Damon John. Apparently, he's tried to sell uh, Florida N95 mask at a huge inflated price. Let's see. He's tried to let's see. Uh, according to Miami Herald, John, the Shark Tank star, 
and CEO of the Shark Group approached the state in March saying he could get Florida one million masks from China. From China. Why are we getting these? Anyway, he could get them from China at the rate of $7 per mask. An increase from the less than $2 per mask they usually sell for. And one of the highest prices the state was willing to pay. Well, he should be proud of himself. Uh, there's a lot of respect I just lost for uh, that guy. I watch Shark Tank occasionally. I think it's on Hulu. You know, I watch the reruns of the uh, past. and kind of like that guy in the past, but not anymore. If you're wondering who I'm talking about, his name is... Uh, uh, Damon John. So, anyway, maybe I'll come out and have a better explanation at some point in the future. All right. My name is Michael. This is the Freight Broker TV podcast, FBTV podcast. We uh, get together every Wednesday and uh, for about half an hour or so. Talk about things going on here lately. Yes, it's been nothing but the coronavirus that we've been talking about and uh, with a few trucking, transportation topics thrown in. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the coronavirus, it's, it's affecting everything, everything. Now, I don't know if you heard about this uh, Monday. Now, if you're an insider, you're on the Insider Podcast. We, we talked about this yesterday in the Insider Podcast. And it's the Insider-only content. And if you don't know what that is, go to fbtvinsider.com. And you can register for free and have all, uh, we'll have full access to the public content, but we do have insider only content to get access to that. Yeah, you've, what is it, two ninety nine a month, something like that, 25 bucks a year, I don't, you know, something really inexpensive, but you have access to all of our insider content. We do live broadcast, video broadcast, we do podcast, we, uh, Put a lot more information up there. We put uh, training videos in there, how to do this, how to do that. We got a whole the whole series of RV transport uh, training videos in there. That's all from Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. They're our sponsor, by the way. And if you're wondering, yes, I am the lead consultant for Taltoa. And, uh, you know, you've, you've seen, uh, if you're a client, we've talked. I'm pretty sure of that. But anyway, let's talk about... Uh, where I was going, we talked about uh, Houston, Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. There was a trucker protest, southbound East Loop in Houston on Monday. They were protesting rates, fair pay. They want fair pay. Honest prices on loads. They want fair fees from insurance companies. They want broker regulations, but they never say what. What kind of broker regulations? But uh, and that was Monday, and you know the, it was pretty. the The article I came across, I was talking about it, didn't have a lot of information, and there was a news story there. You saw the helicopter flying over the inter, the uh, interstate there, and you saw the trucks, the bobtails mostly, you know, parked on the shoulder, and. Uh, They had signs hanging from their trucks or people holding them that were not English. They were Spanish and Spanish. They had to have people translate. And that, I'm, you know, that's neither here nor there. They got translated. And what was translated was basically uh, 
There's a large sign that read, well, here's one of them. We are the resistance. Okay, what are you resisting? Uh, period. Honest prices on loads. Period. Okay. Fair fees from insurance companies. Period. Broker regulations. Period. But nothing anywhere about what kind of regulations or anything like that they wanted. Come to find out, uh, came across another article this morning before we uh, came into the studio. And it looks like there was like uh, 75 trucks total. Houston police say that they are going to launch an investigation into the accusations raised by these uh, drivers. Now, th this story is a little bit different because they say uh, specifically the drivers were attempting to draw attention to brokers who failed to pay for work completed. In other words, they were moving loads by getting paid. Now, I don't know the whole story here. But I, I, if, if you didn't know, this is going to come in handy for you. The broker bond. Every broker, every legally licensed freight broker in the country is required to carry a $75,000 property broker surety bond. This went uh, this past oh, many years ago. Went from ten thousand to seventy-five thousand. That's a story for a different day. Maybe you've heard me talk about it before. About why it went up and uh, who was responsible for that. But that's not that. That's a conversation for another day. But the seventy-five thousand dollar property broker. That is exactly why that is required for a broker to have a property broker surety bond like that is to make sure. That brokers who don't pay trucking companies, well, the trucking companies have a recourse on filing a claim on the bond for the amount owed to them by the broker. So, let's say you're a trucking company. You hauled a load for a broker. The broker agreed to pay you $1,000 to haul that load. You picked up the load. You delivered the load. Did everything according to the contract. No problem. You invoiced the uh, broker. Provided all the necessary paperwork. And you never get paid. Okay, what usually happens, a uh, trucking company will call the broker. Uh, generally, they'll say, oh, yeah, we missed that, or hey, that check's on its way, or we're just processing it today, or whatever the case may be. Or it could be, you know, oh, man, we missed that. I totally apologize. We're going to get that check in the mail today. I promise, you know, whatever. All right, for, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say most brokers are going to honor the trucking companies and paid them quickly. And when I say quickly, I'm talking about within 30 days. Because if they don't pay the trucks, they're not going to have any trucks that want to haul their loads. See what I mean? And if they don't have any trucks that want to work with them, they're not going to, well, they're out of business. It's a done deal. So brokers are pretty good about paying the trucks. Now, but... Let's say you, you're you the trucking company, you built the broker $1,000, you got the runaround, you know, 30, 60, 90 days later, there, you know, no time limit to this. Uh, you decide, forget it, I'm tired of dealing with the trucking company. I am going to file a claim on the bond. You've got the paperwork for the bond. When you set up with that broker, they included all the bond information in that, what is known as a carrier packet. The carrier packet was the one where you received the... Uh, Broker carrier agreement, uh, the broker's authority, their bond, 
uh, any of that information, all that information, okay, you, you receive from that broker where the bond's in there, okay, look it up. Contact the bonding company. Just tell them you want to file a claim on that bond for a load you did not get paid for. Now, what the bonding company is going to do, they are going to investigate the claim. And if you've got a leg to stand on, in other words, if it's verified, if it's a justified claim, the uh, bonding company is going to pay you the amount of money owed out of that property broker surety bond. Okay, bottom line. That's how that's supposed to work. Now, if the claim is denied, yes, you still have other recourse. The other recourse is going to be suing the brokerage. You know, a lot of times you'll be able to take them to small claims court to get your money. So, either way. So these guys protesting, not getting paid by brokers on the side of the road like that, that's just off the wall wrong, especially in today's uh, coronavirus world. Now, let's take this a little bit further. Uh, the police chief, and I think he was doing this to try to, uh, you know, bring everything back down to a calm level, try to get everybody to understand Theft of wages is inexcusable and a criminal offense. Uh, yeah, this is kind of business to business. So I believe the courts are going to be the ones to handle this. This uh, if the brokers are crook, yeah, there are going to be uh, government initials that get involved, like IRS, FBI, things like that. Maybe even local law enforcement, depending on if the crime was done in their jurisdiction. So, anyway. Point is okay when they uh, yesterday during the FBTV Insider podcast uh, from the original from the original story I had it was uh, they were protesting low rates and that's where I go off on a rant I'll go off on a rant on this every time when a truck a trucking uh, somebody in trucking starts talking about or transportation in general talking about uh, low rates yeah that gets my gander up pretty quick okay pretty quick. And the reason it does is because uh, <laughs> shippers don't set the rates. Brokers don't set the rates. Trucks set the rates. Bottom line. If nobody will haul it for whatever that customer is paying, the only option that customer has that has that shipment and needs to go from point A to point B is to go up on the rate. But the problem is there's always somebody out there to haul a load at a dollar a mile. And I'm using a dollar a mile as an example. Okay. That's way too low. At least I thought it was till yesterday. I was talking to a buddy of mine. He's a driver. He's a current driver. He's uh, He, he uh, works for a uh, company out of Arkansas. And they're a refrigerated outfit. And he told me they're, they're, they have no problem getting outbound loads from their customers. You know, one of their customers, obviously, uh, I, uh, in, in poultry here one of their biggest customers, and uh, they have no problem getting those loads, and they pay pretty good. The problem comes trying to get back. He said uh, their company came across a load the other day that a major broker, major broker in the United States, I mean, if, if I gave you the name of the broker, you know who it was. And I'll tell you now, but I'm not even going to say that. Uh, but you, it's a huge broker. Paying 80 cents a mile on a load. That was their offer. 80 cents a mile. That's insulting. I don't even know how the broker could even think about offering that to a truck. 
80 cents a mile. You know, I think, you know, there's one or two reasons for that. I've always said, you know, trucks at the rate. Well, this trucking company said, hey, you know, go fly a kite. You know, if you want that move for 80 cents a mile, you better start, you know, get your own vehicle, start loading your vehicle because you ain't going to find a truck to move it for that. I don't know if they ever did, but uh, wouldn't really surprise me if they did. You know, as far as that goes, but you never know. But uh, 80 cents a mile is ridiculous. You know, it was ridiculous when I was brokering for the most part, but, you know, there were still rates when I was brokering full-time uh, back, well, going back to the uh, 90s, late 90s. Yeah, there were rates I had that, you know, paying 90 cents a mile for, but they were out of dead areas where you couldn't get anything else. Shipper wasn't paying but a dollar, dollar ten a mile. It was still acceptable back then, so, uh, somewhat. Still not a good rate. But when you talk today's world with the coronavirus, with uh, everything that's shut down like it is, trucking companies out there, drivers putting their lives, literally putting their lives on the line and you've got a broker wanting to pay a truck 80 cents a mile, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. And if it's not the broker doing it, if it's actually the shipper that shot a rate to the broker that was so low, that was so low that the broker could, you know, broker's got to make a little bit of money. But if the rate was so low that, you know, the broker had to offer 80 cents a mile with that shipper, honestly, they should be exposed and nobody should hold their freight. I mean, that's just taking advantage. I mean, that is literally taking advantage, trying to use this, take advantage of a situation. Business is business. I get that. Matter of fact, I preach that. But in today's world, with what's happening right now, that is so wrong on so many levels. I mean, honestly, so many levels is that wrong. Yes, that shipper should be exposed. And the broker handling their freight, you know, you know, it comes back to money. They don't want to expose a shipper like that. But, uh, you know, either way, if it's the broker doing it, I, I know if the broker was exposed, the broker would probably expose the customer. But, and I'd be happy to do that, to be honest with you. The reason I don't is because I don't have it documented that this is the broker that actually did that, so... But anyone trying to take advantage of this situation, you're wrong. Fuel prices down. Again, matter of fact, uh, where'd he go? The oil crash. If you're not up to date on that, oil has crashed. Yeah, there are people out there actually paying you to buy the oil. <laughs> I'll explain that in a minute. Yeah, prices are down uh, to 248 a gallon for diesel. A year ago, 314 a gallon. The gasoline dollar 81. A year ago, 283. Uh, I'm reading stories that uh, fuel prices probably stay down for a while, even when we get on the other side of this. Now, the other day, you might have heard, may have heard about the uh, oil crash. How uh, the oil price of oil went into the negative column. Well, how can it go into the negative column? Because, well, simply they're out of room to store it. You know, we'll pay you to take it to get it out of here, so because we don't have any place to put it. 
Lockdowns force factories to close and people to stop traveling. That's what's causing all this. I mean, uh, have, have you seen that guy in L.A. on YouTube? I don't remember his name or his channel, but I, I came across it. Just to, to type in uh, L.A. helicopter, and I'm sure the video is going to come up. Guy in L.A., he takes his helicopter out every couple of days, flies around to show you what the city of Los Angeles is like, and it's amazing to me. It's amazing. I mean, one thing I noticed right off the bat when he got up to altitude and the altitude I'm talking about for him is four to 600 feet, maybe somewhere in that ballpark where he's flying over the city. If you've ever come off Cajon, you know, coming down 40, you come off El Cajon there, you know, past the way station, you go into that small glare. And if you've been out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, you can see it. You know, you just pass right through it, get it, go into the smog. And, uh, Almost like a thermocline for smog. I don't know why they call it, but if you're a scuba diver, you know what a thermocline is. But anyway, there is no smog layer. And that's the first thing I noticed watching his videos the other day. It's it, it's like uh, LA's, somebody's pushed the reset button, sucked all that smog out. It's clear. I mean, it's probably best breathable air they've had out there in years. But uh, it caught my attention. But uh, that, that's what I'm getting at. Nobody's out in their vehicles driving. Uh, trucks are on the road. Thank God. And you're welcome. <laughs> you know, but uh, as far as people traveling, it's just not happening. So that, that, that fuel's not being used. You know, you think about all the airlines that are shut down. Uh, everything else that goes along with it. Matter of fact, uh, Zach Weiss, it, it, he'll explain it better. Here's Zach. Since everyone is under lockdown, no one is traveling. And since no one is traveling, the biggest consumers of oil are not consuming any oil. In economic terms, that means that the demand is falling. The U.S. uses the West Intermediate Texas crude as a benchmark to gauge the price of oil in the United States. And yesterday, it stooped to a low of negative $40 per barrel. But how did it get so low? Well, we're going to have to talk a little bit about politics for a second. Earlier this year, two of the big suppliers of oil, Russia and Saudi Arabia, had a truce that they would prohibit or reduce the amount of oil they were producing so that the price of oil could remain higher and profitable. This was via the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, or OPEC. Now when the illness hit, crap hit the fan and they broke the truce and started producing millions of barrels of oil, thus creating the supply shock to meet the demand shock and thus creating the negative oil prices. Because of this, we have a supply shock so bad that manufacturers are basically giving away barrels of oil for free. So yeah, you get the idea. The uh, COVID-19, it's kind of uh, reduced global demand for oil by 29 million barrels a day. Uh, now, a year ago, put this in perspective, a year ago, uh, the uh, global demand was 100 million barrels a day today right around 70 71 million we dropped i'm sure that that's that's uh, uh going down quite a bit now opec and other producers agreed to cut production by 9.7 million barrels a day but uh still it's left a uh, large surplus of oil on the market and no one to buy it i think trump bought 75 million barrels to put in our reserve or something which was a good move, get it, you know, it's businessman in him, working. All right, let's see here.
Uh, hey, if you want to contact us, you can. Keep that in mind. You know, we talk about this all the time, but if you want to leave a, uh, a comment, you have a question, leave a message for us, you can do that pretty much on uh, well, our website, obviously, uh, FreightBrokerTV.com. Below every one of our videos or postings or even this podcast, it's going to have a... Uh, it will have a, 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 a forum where you can leave your message, question, comment, whatever. And if YouTube, you know, right under the video, you can leave a message, comment, question, or whatever. We also make it available to you. If you just want to email me direct, you can do that. Uh, you can call and leave your message, comment, or question at 479-668-0213, 479 And uh, keep in mind, though, if you leave a message on our studio line, it's a recorded message, and by you leaving a message, we that, that is uh, basically your consent to allow us to use your voice or your comment, question, message uh, on air, be it in a podcast, radio, or a YouTube video, or any other video we might have. 479-668-0213. Okay, 63,000 more, more 63,000 trucks uh, from Daimler have been recalled. Over 63,000, actually. See, we had uh, Navistar, we had uh, Peterbilt, last couple of weeks doing a recall. Now Daimler, Freightliner, Western Star. And uh, kind of misleading. It says for exterior lighting issue, but really it's reflective tape issue. According to the uh, NHTSA documents, the rear reflector tape may be may may be partially re uh, covered by the mud flap hanger bracket, which might reduce the visibilities of the vehicle to other drivers on the road. All right. So, if you have a Freightliner or a Western Star truck, and you're not sure if this recall is going to affect you. Well, I've got a phone number, 800-547-0712. That's 800-547-0712. If you didn't get it, you can pause, rewind, and I will say it again, 800-547-0712. Reference recall number FL848. That's FL848. Again, that's for Freightliner and Western Star trucks all right this past friday we'll we'll touch on this because we haven't spoken about it yet this week uh looks like the ta travel centers of america they are going to be laying off 2900 field employees as well as 122 corporate employees primarily as a result of the uh, restaurants being shut down full service restaurant uh, you know, kitchen help. That's pretty all. Pretty much all that's working in these truck stops right now since the uh, restaurants themselves are closed. Uh, you know, I was talking to you a moment ago about uh, my buddy that uh, been out there on the road. You know, I've seen articles come out lately talking about how trucking company or truck drivers are out there on their own. The restaurants are shut down. They can't eat. And you've seen these stories about people feeding drivers, you know, from the back of their pickup or whatever. Okay, that's all well and good. That's much appreciated. But according to my buddy, he's got no problem finding food anywhere. You know, the the, the restaurants are 
you can't go in and sit and eat, but you can order to go. You know, I mean, all the food's available. Think about worries me about fast food and restaurants right now, and I, I'm sure it happens with a lot of other people. I, is that uh, some of these kids, man? Well, I mean, you go back to uh, the images in March where the kids took their spring break. They didn't care anything about coronavirus or what was going to happen or anything like that. They all went on their spring break. The heck with it. You know, we're young. We'll live forever. There is no such thing as death. Well, you got these kids working in the restaurants, and uh, some of them have the same attitude, and they may not be taking this as serious as you or I may wish them to take it <laughs> so you don't know are they sneezing are they coughing on your food are they sick and they just don't know it that's my concern you know and i'm not trying to talk people away from going to restaurants you know hey believe me if, i'm still ordering pizza occasionally i believe me i last thing i need to order is a pizza but you know my wife and i we're still getting pizza we're still getting takeout every once in a while but i thought crosses my mind but anyway, they have uh, laid off those people. And in another way, that's uh, for a lot of those people, they just got a raise. I know, you're, what? You got a raise? They got laid off. Yeah, they're going to collect their unemployment and get an additional $600 added to that unemployment. A lot of these people that are getting laid off, they're actually going to be making more money being unemployed than they would be if they were working. Now, one nice thing about the uh, TA... Uh, they said laid off workers currently enrolled in a benefits program will be able to uh, able to keep their health care coverage. Now it doesn't explain that. It doesn't explain if uh, TA is going to pay it or if the laid off worker is going to be one of those Cobra things where, hey, you know, you were paying forty dollars a week. If you want to keep it, it's going to cost you five six hundred dollars a month now, which. That's not going to happen. We all know that. That's always something always just, you know, hey, you want to keep your insurance? I know you're not working here anymore. If you want to keep your insurance, it's going to cost you an unbelievable amount of money, something you'll never be able to afford, but we got to offer it to you anyway. All right. I think that's enough for one day, don't you? I think we touched on everything. Don't forget, coming up Friday morning, 10 a.m. Friday morning, 10 a.m., FBTV Radio Live. We do it every Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, you can listen to it. Uh, listen to us from our FreightBrokerTV.com website. Uh, if you're an insider, you can listen to it from the FBTV Insider page. We have a page there that will allow you to listen. If you want to uh, download the app, if you got an iPhone, uh, if you got a FreightBrokerTV, you can download the uh, app FreightBrokerTV.com. Over on the top right of the page is going to be the player. If you're listening to Freight Broker TV from our website, right below that is an app you can download. And then uh, up there, too, is going to be uh, our stream that you enter into the app, and you can take it with you wherever you go. So, anyway, that's just a uh, thought if you want to do that. Anyway, we'll be back uh, Friday morning, 10 a.m. All right, go have a good Wednesday. It's April 22nd. What does that mean? means we're one day closer to this being behind us and come Friday we'll be just that much closer. Be safe, stay healthy, talk to you real soon.